Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Just four episodes left to go together and we begin our program today, as we do every Monday during the football season, taking a look back at the week that was. And people say, they said, why do, why do you do this every Monday? That's Central Indiana today. There's nothing bigger in Central Indiana during the August, September, October time than high school football. And, of course, high school football, so much, so much of what is done here on 98.9 WYRZ that uh, – we certainly want to give it its credit and its due, and that's why each week we talk with a couple of our coaches. We've kind of got a nice little uh, little momentum thing going here because, of course, uh, pretty much we like to feature the team, the team that was heard this previous week or the team that's coming up. And in this case, um, last week, it was the Avon Orioles with a huge win over the Brownsburg Bulldogs. That's such a big rivalry. And, uh, boy, just an absolute, absolute Big, big win for the Avon Orioles as they blew out Brownsburg. And speaking of Avon, we're going to have them coming up this Friday as well as the Avon Orioles play host to the Whiteland Warriors. So here's my conversation with Avon head coach, Mark Bless. Rob Kendall speaking with Mark Bless, the head coach of the Avon Orioles. Coach, how's it going? It's good. It's a good day. Uh, anytime you beat Brownsburg, I'm guessing Monday is a good day, right? Well, it made, made for a good weekend, too. So, yes, it, uh, <laughs> things are rolling pretty well. About midway through the first quarter, you guys turned it on and you played pretty close to a perfect football game for about two quarters. you got to be very thrilled with how your team played. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, very pleased with the effort and execution of, of the guys. Uh, you know, early on, it, it looked like it was going to turn into a track mate. And, um, uh, and I think we're able to settle down a little bit and play a pretty good style of football. What did you tell the kids? I mean, you're down 14 to seven, and then it was like a light went on for them. What did you say to them? Well, nothing really. Probably the good thing is, you know, they didn't hit any panic buttons. <clears throat> we kept doing what we do, and probably executed it a little bit better. Uh, we had a couple misfires early, our first possession in the passing game. And I think our guys just relaxed a little bit and. and Probably more than anything, it was just execution, uh, being able to make plays. One of the things your team did very well, especially after that first quarter, was the defensive line was was really solid. And I know that's been a point of emphasis for you. you got to be pleased about that. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I think Matt Brom and Trey Howell coming off the edges did a very nice job. And uh, Nathaniel James rotating in there a little bit with Darnell Owen. Uh, really helped solidify the inside force. Uh, linebackers, I thought, played well as you know as well, and it was just a good combination of the the front six guys doing their jobs. 
Get our guest, Mark Blessed, head coach of the Avon Orioles, talking about their win uh, last Friday night against Brownsburg. Coach, I've been calling this rivalry now for 15 years. I don't remember a game that one-sided. I, I could be wrong, but I do not remember a Brownsburg-Avon game that ended up like that. No, and nor do I, being here eight years now. Uh, but I, you know, I just think that we, we got clicking a little bit, and they probably got down. Uh, you know, if we were to play each other again in the tournament, I'm sure it'll be a different style of game. But, uh, you know, I'm proud of our kids for, for not uh, hitting the panic buttons and forcing things and just doing what we do. Coach, let's talk about the play of Cameron Meisner. That seems to be something we do each week. But, man, I'll tell you what, he looks really good throwing the football back there. Yeah, and, and I think, um, you know, he's very confident. Um, in, in his arm, but I think what gives him more confidence is the pass protection the offensive line gives him, uh, receivers running routes and being where they need to be to be able to help him. Uh, but Cam Cam's doing, doing a beautiful job of taking care of the ball. <clears throat> and, you know, he's not relying on, on one or two receivers. He spreads it out. And I, I just think there's a lot of confidence in our passing game right now. This two-headed receiving core, and I know we've talked about it in previous shows of Sheodovich and, and Garendo. I'll tell you what, you can't guard them both. No, no, and it makes it difficult. And if uh, you know, they put too many guys in the secondary, it opens up a run game for Samson. So really like the combination that we use in our passing game uh, with both Luke and Isaac, as well as Robbie and Zion. Uh, you know, we, we spread it around when we need to. Uh, but I definitely think that our passing game helps complement our run game. This is an incredible statement, having seen many of your 2015 season uh, games, but this may be the best offense you've ever had. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we're we're concerned about this year. We don't try to draw too many comparisons, but um, we we really like the direction we're going offensively. Um, You know, our guys handle adjustments very well. And week to week, I think we're able to progress and build a little bit more to our offense. So that's encouraging as well. Yeah, and what you know, the broadcaster, his opinion matters so much. So you know, take that for what for whatever it's worth. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Uh, co- so, coach, what do you say to your kids Saturday morning when you come in there? Obviously, there's a huge high like that, but you're a guy that says, "Hey, it's time to get down to business. We're now looking the week ahead." How do you handle the momentum of of a win like this? You, you know, the next next morning you want to come in, you want to feel good about things. Uh, but after we get through with the, the film of Friday night's game, we move forward to the next opponent. And, you know, I don't want that to sound, uh, you know, mundane or selfish, but that's what we do week by week. We want to correct our mistakes in every game that we play Saturday morning and then move on to our next opponent and, and start preparing. So I think we place challenges on our players and, you know, we've got a mature group of guys. It, it really helps being able to challenge them week by week to move forward. Uh, one one final thought on this, Coach. Where does this win rank? And I know that's a terribly cliche thing to ask a football coach, but this win, even though it's a regular season game, it's got to be up there for you. I mean, this Brownsburg-Avon rivalry means so much. Well, it does. It does. And I don't want to take anything away from that game. Um, but, you know, we move forward. Um, you know, it's, it's after the season. I think that's when you look at things like that a little, a little closer. But uh, right now, we're worried about us as a team. All right, let's look ahead. Uh, we're back at home on Friday. What does Whiteland bring to the table? Well, you know, Whiteland beat us last year in the closing seconds of the game at their place. 
Um, so, you know, that's a good attention getter for our players and our staff. Um, you know, we, we went to White Room last year and let them dictate the game. And, you know, they played their style and, and we got out of our rhythm. So I think the challenge that we have for White Room is making sure we play four quarters of our style of football and, you know, not let them dictate the game. They're going to be a ball control offense. They want the ball in their hands, and they're going to run their jet sweep very well and be able to run inside zone and ISO off of it um, and the clock. So what we've got to do is, is make sure that when we get the ball, we take care of the ball, don't get careless with it, uh, but move the ball down the field and get points. And defensively, you know, we've got to stop their jet and make sure we don't let the running backs beat us. Coach, uh, obviously we are at the midway point. Every year the season flies by. We're passing the midway point. Four games in, and it'll be five after Friday. Are you happy with where your team's at, and is this is kind of where you saw them being at midway through? Yeah, I think we're progressing as a team. Uh, you know, it is kind of scary that we're talking about midpoint coming up. Um, and, you know, we, we got to make sure that we, we take care of our, our needs as a football team week by week. And keep building because if you you know you get caught up in how many games are left and all this, then it can pass you up because the season does go by quickly, and typically when it goes by quickly, things are going well. So yeah, I feel good with where we're at, but more importantly, I feel good with our team's desire to to work at it. Yeah, Coach, I wanted to close with this this week. We we obviously broadcast on the Avon side of the field, and that crowd on Friday night was so loud that press box was shaking. What a great performance by your, your hometown fans. They do a, a great job. Uh, the fans, the student body, um, the band, we just we enjoy it all. And, um, you know, we want to try to put on a good show for them. We need them in the, in the stands uh, being vocal and being supportive. And, you know, just right now things are going really well, and we need to keep building every day towards that on the field and off the field. Well, Coach, let's get a big win on Friday night. We'll talk to you next Monday. Okay, Rob. Thank you very much. Mark Bless, the head coach of the Avon Orioles, big win on Friday against Brownsburg. They're 3-1 and one now on the year. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I mean, they lost that one game, one game to Ben Davis, Ben Davis is steamrolling over everyone at this point. I mean, they're number one in the state. No one's getting close. But those other three games, they have looked fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, this Avon team going to be one of the best Spark Bless has had. And I would say right now, they're certainly the favorite to win the Hoosier Crossroads Conference. Take a quick break. When we come back, we'll speak with Brian Woodard, head coach of the Plainfield Quakers. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. This is Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth Mentoring serves the children of Hendricks County. Impact Youth provides academic and social development in our mentees as well as leadership development in our mentors. If you are interested in becoming a mentor or know a child who could use a mentor, learn more by searching Impact Youth Mentoring on Facebook or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. A podcast of Central Indiana Today is now available on SoundCloud or iTunes. Made possible by Figment 2 McDonald's. Figment 2 McDonald's has locations in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of WYRZ 98.9 and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Hope you're having a great Monday. And time now to speak with Brian Woodard, the head coach of the Plainfield Quakers. Suffered a tough loss Friday night against number one in 5A, 
Ron Colley. And this week, they look to get back in the winning way of things at 2-2 two and two on the year as they take on the Greenwood Woodman. Rob Kendall, speaking with Brian Woodard, the head coach of the Plainfield Quakers. Coach, how's it going? I'm doing very well, Rob. Yourself? Good. Uh, obviously, right into a very good uh, Ron Colley team on Friday. I hate Ron Colley. I hate them. Well, it, they were very good. Um, certainly, uh, when you going into it, um, playing the number one team in 5A, they're you know very much worthy of that uh, that ranking, and and uh, you know uh, just one of those one of those nights where um, a lot of bad things happen in a really short span of time there in the second quarter, and uh, you know one of the things that that I've learned and playing those guys for however many years it's been now, um, you know when when there's uh, when there's blood in the water. They're one of the best teams around at really, really capitalizing on your mistakes, and they they play so well at home and and uh, you know give give them all the credit in the world. But it was a lot of the things that we did to ourselves that uh, you know gave them those <clears throat> twenty four points in the second quarter. And, and as I said, uh, they're a very good team. You can't afford to give give good teams a gift wrap presents uh, in, the, in the manner that we did. Yeah, and and I know that there's no um, there's no feel goods in a, in a loss like that. Mm-hmm. But if there is one, it's that hey, it's really one stretch cost you guys that game. Yeah, you know it, it was it was, um, and and one of the things I you know very proud of our team for is is you know we we go down there and, and get off to kind of a really rough start with our offense, and they go and and, and score an early seven points, but you know we come back to score the next fourteen, and you know in the in the first quarter up by seven, which is something we, we've struggled to do. We've gotten off to bad starts, and it's just kind of snowballed, and, and that didn't happen, you know. So, you know, there were there were lots of, of, of positive takeaways from the game, and I know sometimes that's hard to imagine when you've got a lopsided score, like, a, you know, a 45-20 to 20 deal like we had. But, um, you know, there, there were positive takeaways, and, and there were good individual performances. Um, you know, we just we just have to play better as a team, and, and I, th- I thought, um, you know, when we talk about complementary football, uh, you know, the offense helping the defense out and the special teams having a part in that, you know, in the second quarter, it was <clears throat> just collapsed. And, and that's that's what happens when you have those kind of those, those situations. Let's talk about that, because obviously we always try to find positives on here. A couple guys, both sides of the ball, you thought did pretty well. Well, well, first off, I'll mention a group. Uh, I thought our offensive line just just played phenomenal. I mean, uh, probably the best game they had all year. Uh, Ron Colley brings a, a great deal of pressure. Um, our quarterback was sacked one time, and that was a that was a protection issue. They just had too many guys uh, for the protection. Uh, just a fantastic group. Uh, I thought they played really well, and, and I thought our defensive secondary um, played really well. We we have uh, we've got some injury issues in that group, and uh, we lost. Uh, we were playing without our our, our starting uh, free safety, uh, so he was out. And in that first quarter, we lost a starting corner. So we had two new players in that that secondary. Uh, so you know those guys that filled in, Brayton Byinger uh, and Hunter Dalton, were, were two of those kids that filled in and, and just did a, a phenomenal job. Uh, okay, so after a game like that, what's Saturday look like? What do you talk to your team about? Well, you know, Saturday was was like uh, was was a little bit different. They got to swim on Saturday, so that that was that was a big treat for our varsity guys, but. Uh, in, in just in terms of of what we try to talk about, what we try to do, it's always the same routine of, of discussing positives and negatives, uh, and, and really looking at challenges for the upcoming week. But um, we're a coaching staff that doesn't try to sugarcoat things with our kids. Uh, we try to catch them doing it right when they do it right, 
Um, but when we look at the film, we try to figure out those things that, that we failed in. And, and the big thing is for me is, is trying to connect what we're doing in practice with, you know, the mistakes we're making in, in games. So, you know, if, if, if we have, if we've talked to a given player during practice about, you know, whatever the issue is that he's having and, and it's not getting corrected and we're seeing it in the game, then that's a really good time to drive that point home. Hey, you did this on Tuesday and Wednesday, and, and look, it showed up in the game. We've got to get this fixed. So uh, it's just a lot of, you know, looking in the mirror kind of stuff and, and identifying the mistakes and trying to figure out ways we can get them corrected. Uh, how much time do you spend on film on, on throughout the weekend? Because I assume by Monday you're ready to go with the next game, which we'll talk about here in mm-hmm. just a minute. But how much time mm-hmm. do you spend on film? Well, so our, our staff comes in um, – Everybody has to be there by 530. Uh, most of our guys are, are in in advance of that. And up until just, just about 645, 7 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, uh, we're watching previous night's film. Um, and, and then we meet as a staff, and then we go meet with our kids. And then once, you know, once 10 o'clock rolls around, which is the kickoff of either the freshman or the JV team, um, then it really becomes all the film study shifts to upcoming opponents and uh, our upcoming opponent. Uh, and, and that pretty much takes place, uh, oh gosh, throughout the entire day. Um, I, I usually get home sometime in the, the four to five range, and then I watch watch film again up until whenever I'm ready to go to bed. And then I come in with our offensive staff on Sunday morning. Uh, they come in at 8. I come in about 8.45, and, and we, we work, work on our game plan and watch film as needed uh, until about noon. And, uh, and then, then I shift over to watch special teams film uh, Sunday afternoon, and then at some point in time in there, try to squeeze in a few hours with my family. So it's, it's pretty much all weekend, you know, and all of our coaches do. And that's, that's just me. That's not even, you know, speaking as a, as a coordinator that those guys are watching film, um, you know, even, even long into the week, I try to watch a little film during the week of some key situations, critical downs, third downs, especially <clears throat> try to get a feel for, you know, what, what teams might want to do. Also watch a lot of film of the, the goal line plays. So, um, it never really stops. It's just, uh, you know, as we talk all the time, it's, it's, uh, it's a year round kind of a thing and it's kind of microcosmed in a, in a week, you know, with, with film, man, I get tired just watching the bears on Sunday. <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a tough weekend for, uh, for bears and Colts fans, <laughs> probably more so for Colts fans and bears. I think. Yeah. We expect to be bad with the bears. Oh my gosh. I, what, I had to turn the game off. I was afraid some of that bad football was going to rub off on me. I mean, it was awful. <laughs> All right, Coach, coming up, uh, Greenwood on Friday. That was a nice yep. win for you guys last year. What does Greenwood bring to the table? Uh, well, they're an undefeated team, just like they were last year. Um, you know, and, and people will, will look at our schedule and their schedule and say, well, you guys have played a lot tougher schedule, which is true. Um, but you know, I, I believe there's there's an inherent factor of when, when a team is winning, there's a lot of momentum, and that's that factor. Uh, I think teams are hard to beat regardless of the schedule. And I, and I talk to our kids about that a lot. I mean, you don't get any extra points for playing a tough schedule. You know, it's not like Price, oh, Brian, you guys played a really tough schedule. We're going to go ahead and let you start with seven points on the board. doesn't work that way, obviously. <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the big takeaways for me, and you, you asked about, you know, talk, what do we talk to our kids about? That's one of the big things we'll talk to them about today is, you know, we, we play a tough schedule. Um, so that we learn from the opportunities that we've had. And, and I hope we've learned from those games. And, and so this Friday, um, you know, you play a team in Greenwood that, that is uh, very capable. 
Um, they have they have players that would absolutely play on our team. Uh, a little bit more of an old school offensive attack, I think. Um, you know, you'll see the I formation, which you know we've not really seen a whole lot of this year. Um, they have a couple players on defense that are fantastic, two really good interior defensive linemen uh, and a phenomenal linebacker. Uh, so uh, they, they've got players. They've got good schemes. They're well coached. Um, you know, it's just another week in the Mid-State Conference. I mean, you know, you, you, have, to, you have to be ready to go. Otherwise, you'll get embarrassed. Greenwood usually has like uh, one or two really large fellas on their team. Yeah, their, their, uh, their size isn't. And, and I know what you're talking about. They, they've had a few guys that, that uh, have just been big, big cats. Uh, the linebacker that they've got, number 34, is a really good-looking football player. But he's, you know, he's, he's not six six, you know, two eighty. Um, the guys that they have play really hard. And you know what? I'll take a guy that plays really hard over a big guy uh, any day of the week. But uh, uh, yeah, not not so much the the large mammals that they've had in the past. Because <laughs> it always seems like they have like one guy that it takes like two of your guys and then a third uh, small guy hopping on his back to to take out. Now, as you do say that, I, I guess I should. They they have a running back, a more of a blocking fullback that's like five eight five nine two forty, and he is a he, he's a big cat. Like I would call that a big cat. You know, I mean that's that's a big dude, and he he can he can get it done. And uh, so you know, we'll have our hands full blocking or, or trying to avoid the blocks uh, and take on the blocks versus that guy. All right, coach. Uh, as we always do, let's wrap it up with somebody that, uh, or somebody's plural behind the scenes yep. that uh, does a good job for playing field football. Well, you know, I was thinking about that this, this morning, cause I knew you were going to ask obviously. And I was looking at, at the calendar and, and realizing where we are at in, in the year. And we're over halfway through our, our grading period here at, at, at the high school and, and academics are, are you know, very important to what we try to do here. In addition, obviously, to football, and you teach an um, actual, and you teach an actual class. I do, I do. Five sections of biology with with freshmen, so cruel and unusual <laughs> punishment sometimes for sure. Uh, but I, I just wanted to mention our, our two academic uh, coordinators. One of them is a football coach. One of them is a, uh, a former coach, um, Chris Pearson and Lisa Jackson. And uh, Chris and Lisa. Uh, monitor grades every week uh, of, at not only of some of our at-risk players but our entire uh, roster including our freshmen and uh, that lets coaches meet and, and talk about grades with those kids but uh, if it weren't for Chris and Lisa being able to give us those uh, great printouts and those reports uh, you know we couldn't we couldn't meet with them so um, you know blessed to have those two folks with us on staff and, and helping our kids be the best they can be uh, not only on the field but uh, in the classroom as well well coach let's get a big win on uh, Friday night and we will talk to you next Monday yes sir appreciate it Rob take care Brian Woodard the head coach of the Plainfield Quakers thanks as well to Avon head coach Mark Bless that's going to do it for us today Hope you have a great evening. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana today. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. The podcast presented by McDonald's. Just three episodes left to go now. My time as host of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall.
Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. Phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group.